what I what I don't clean, and this could be controversial as well, my coffee mug that I take to the office, I just rinse it when I get home. I just pour it out, maybe do a little hand inside to wipe the uh, little little residue off. But I just keep that thing going. Maybe wash it once a week. Maybe not even once a week. To paraphrase the great Jarvis Cocker, I am not Jesus, but we share a first initial. I am the man who stays home and does the dishes. I'm Justin Jarrett, and this is Dishes How We Do It. I was doing the dishes one night when I had the realization that uh, all kinds of people were doing the same thing at the same time, and no matter what we do in our day-to-day or how interesting someone's life may seem, we all have to come home and deal with the damn dishes. And, uh, you know, it just got me thinking about uh, that shared experience and and the relatability uh, that everyone, whatever your place in life is, is uh, is saddled with that responsibility. And uh, it becomes something to all of us. It it becomes a brain break or a a time to reflect or, or... uh, whatever it is, you know, whether you're huddled over the sink or loading up the dishwasher and trying to get the most uh, out of your experience, getting as much in there as you can, um, everybody has a, a little bit of a relationship with the dishes. And it, it just made me think of that as a, a way to jump off into a, a bigger conversation and, and just a way to approach uh, an interview in a different way. And uh, so I threw it out to a couple of people who I thought might be interested in in jumping on with me. And lo and behold, they both uh, took the bait. And the first one uh, sat down with me on Friday. And you are going to enjoy the heck out of this conversation. Jared Orton is the general manager of the Savannah Bananas baseball team in Savannah, Georgia. If you don't know about them, you got to check them out. They are the coolest baseball team in the world, hands down. They're undefeated in kilts. Um, I, I saw the first kilt game by accident. We happened to be at the game that night uh told jared i was coming he said oh man you are so lucky to be here tonight you're not going to believe this and it was unbelievable as it always is when you go to a bananas game historic grayson stadium in savannah is just an amazing place uh Unfortunately, the the Class 1A team that was affiliated with the New York Mets, the Savannah Sand Nats, decided a few years ago they were going to leave town uh, because they couldn't get a new stadium and they couldn't draw fans to Grayson Stadium. It's a an old historic stadium, a little bit run down, doesn't have all the bells and whistles. But the Savannah Bananas came in with a college summer league team, the Coastal Plain League, and uh, they have sold out every game for the past five seasons. I think they may have had a couple in that first season that had a couple seats available, but it has been gangbusters ever since because they put on a show like no other. Uh, the baseball's pretty good, but the but the atmosphere and the entertainment aspect are second to none. The co- the customer service is phenomenal. You can get an all-you-can-eat ticket. Every ticket actually now is all-you-can-eat. You can pick up hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, popcorn, everything, uh, whenever you want during the night. It's a great way to keep the kids entertained during the summer. Uh, so if you get to Savannah, you got to got to get to a game. But uh, without further ado, uh, Jared Orton has some hot takes on doing the dishes. Let's get to them. This is how we do it. Let's dish. Uh, tell me about your relationship uh, with the dishes, man. I mean, we all kind of have a, a love-hate relationship to some degree, I think. But uh, but tell me about yours. 
Well, I, you know, I grew up watching my grandparents not have a dishwasher. And I remember that it being like, you know, a social faux pas that you would even think about using some sort of electronic to to wash your dishes. And now that I own my own house and it's like the dishwasher is the saving grace. And it's like, you despise those, you know, those like those dishes that only require hand washing. It's like, no, forget those. Uh, Don't buy them. Throw them away. And Um, don't use them. Don't use them. Stop using them, please. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, of course, like here in, in, you know, the, the South it's, it's the cast iron skillet, you know, like the, 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 the Holy grail of, of dishes that can only like, don't even use soap on your, on your cast iron skillet. Yeah. Avoid water if possible. Like, yeah, uh, you, you got to be super careful with this. I've got two of them. I got two different sizes. I love yeah. cooking in them, but they are a pain. And sometimes when you use it and it gets really nasty, like it'll sit there on the stove for a couple of days and I'm just dreading it. it <laughs> yeah. And the longer you wait, the worse it gets. Like if you just do it right then, it's not that bad. Get it while it's hot. But man, it's it can be brutal. Um, so, so you, uh, are you the, the primary dishwasher in your home or, uh, you know, is Kelsey carrying, carrying her weight or what's going on over there? Yeah. So I, what, what we usually do is, and I, I imagine maybe most people do this is kind of like whoever cooks, you know, the other person kind of pitches in on the dishes, yep. vice versa. Um, and I, I love cooking. I, I, I enjoy cooking. Um, Kelsey, um, Kelsey is, is trying new things like all the time. We like tried the whole 30 thing, you know, a couple oh, of yeah. years ago, like all new recipes. Um, and so we, we kind of flip flop that, but yeah, it's like as much crap can go in the dishwasher, <laughs> like stuff it in there and like, all right, the sink is filled up, but we'll just wait till the dishwasher finishes and we'll cycle the other stuff back in. Heck yeah, man. Take your time. Now, now we have cats, which has complicated the matters. We got cats a few months ago for the kids. Yeah. Um, and that has complicated matters. You cannot leave certain dishes out overnight or, uh, they'll either get, uh, <laughs> ravaged or broken one or the other, you know, you got to make sure you rinse good, but, uh, that's okay. Cause I'm, I'm a pretty diligent rinser anyway. I, yeah. I don't like having to run stuff back or, or yep. feel like it's, uh, coming out dirty. So you, you a pre-rinse guy. That's so that's my biggest issue right now is <laughs> this dishwasher that we have it. I believe it has an actual a personality. It's got it's got a mind. I think it's a living thing because there are days where we put stuff in there and I swear it comes out dirtier than when we put it in <laughs> like where like this this like sediment like builds up on these things and how it does it. I have no idea or it'll just turn off mid cycle just when you know if it needs to just forget forget about it and it'll just turn off um and so i i have this like love-hate relationship with this thing because you put the stuff in there and then all of a sudden you get it back out and it's like why is this more dirty than when we put it in um so yes i like to pre i like to pre-rinse um big struggle that we have in our house we don't have a um a garbage disposal in the sink oh yeah that's so, tough. Yeah, yeah super tough I grew up in that situation out on the farm, but we had the we had the benefit of we could just drop it over the fence and you know drop the slop <laughs> yeah. over the fence and yeah. let the the cows and dogs and possums and raccoons come and clean it up. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's not a good situation, man. You you gotta you gotta get into the twenty first century here, buddy. Yeah. So we gotta <laughs> scrape, then rinse, then dishwasher. Hope it works, then bring it out. 
Yeah, yeah, that's rough. But you you don't have little ones contributing to the uh, to the dishes yet. So not yet. There. So <laughs> so Collins Collins is a year and a half, and she is strictly hands on the on the you know the whatever you call it platter. Um, and so I just got to scrub that platter every single after every single meal that's stained with blueberries or spaghetti <laughs> sauce or whatever concoction we've created for her that night. But let me tell you, that takes me to a different tangent that I did not even anticipate. But uh, did you get to experience the hell that is washing breast pump parts? So, yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Um, and got very nervous about it because of all the like intricate little, yes. you know, the rubber pieces and the stoppers and the, and I'm like, I'm going to lose one of these down the drain, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, you know, you hear stories about wedding rings going down the drain, yeah. you hear stories about contact lenses, like, no, losing a breast pump part down the drain. That's, that's got to be the end of the world. Oh yeah. That's, that's a, that's a day ruiner right there. Yeah. I used to do it. I would put it in like a separate bowl Yeah, uh, that I, that could only fill up like halfway. So I didn't have any chance of spillage and, yeah. and it would be like a whole assembly line process, wash, rinse, put it on yep. the tree. Uh, yep. <laughs> I wish I had back all the hours I spent washing those things, but at least we didn't have to pump. So I think that is right. That we got the right end of that deal for sure. But um, so, so you hate the dishwasher. You definitely need a new one. It sounds like you might have some, some mineral deposits uh, or something going on there. So maybe we yes. can get a sponsor to hook you up with a, you know, yeah. a good dishwasher going forward. But um, <laughs> are there any good features about it? You know, like is the, is the, uh, do they have an innovative silverware container that works well or the, the top shelf for the utensils no, or anything no. like that? See, now my, our in-laws have that, and I've been fascinated yeah. by that. It seems like they have a lot more stores than we have. My question to you is, do you do you use different cycles? Like, do you use the energy cycle or the super hot cycle? Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they do differently. <laughs> yeah, so I was running the normal uh, for a while, but then I started running the extra hot. And, yeah. um, and my wife actually uh, shut me down. She said it takes too long. So uh, it's loud for too long and yeah. it uh, uses water for too long. And she was annoyed. So I had to scale it back to normal, which is probably fine. Cause I'm a, I'm a major pre-rinser anyway. And right. I am the, the primary dish guy, um, right. like 98% of the time because uh, my wife's the breadwinner and, and I'm the, the work at home <laughs> entrepreneur who spends yeah. half his day recording podcasts like this. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, the trade-off is I do the dishes um, and that's okay. You know, so it, it's a time that you can kind of sometimes disconnect and reflect a little yeah. bit. And, and um, in fact, I was doing the dishes when I came up with the idea for this ridiculous podcast. And um, you know, I, I get a lot of ideas during that time. I listen to podcasts. <laughs> I yep. listen to music. Whatever you know, whatever is is kind of uh, happening at the moment. But what's your what's kind of your routine? You got you got anything you do when you're when you're in dish mode? What I've been trying my my mind works in an analytical way, and I'm trying to figure out how best do I angle every single <laughs> plate so I can get maximum water coverage oh yeah but also maximum like number of of plates so right i'm doing i'm doing our big plates and then our small plates in the bottom and i've i've kind of figured out this like alternating big plate small plate pattern yeah that has allowed me to like basically they they kind of the the edges touch yeah it's like a almost like a jigsaw or like a if you if you reverse them 
side to side. So one's leaning back one way and leans back yes. to the other. You can sometimes, yeah, get the. It, get it's the almost whammy. like it's almost like laying like wooden planks on a yes. floor. That's that's almost yes. like what it, you're laying. It's like you're laying them groove. in there. Tugging tug groove. That's groove. what. I'm, gosh, that's what I'm looking for. So I'm doing <laughs> that on the bottom, trying to do that, and then um, I'm putting all the like. Th this might be controversial. I put plastic in the top. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I don't know if that yeah. like burns yeah, I it. I like it in the, no, it's better in the top. Uh top yeah. top shelf safer for plastic. Yeah. Uh bottom well, shelf the... gets a little hotter, it can melt down there or it can uh you know release the 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 bad chemicals. Garbage, yes. So I'm I'm putting all that in the bottom. Um sometimes we're throwing some pans in there. We'll throw like a uh we'll throw the big cutting glass cutting board in there. And then Kelsey's big uh organization is, and I'll I'll see how you feel about this. She <laughs> wants the silverware categorized by yes. item 100%. in the little okay. I didn't I didn't realize that until yeah. I got until we were married. Yeah, I actually go next level with that too, because uh the the small spoons and the big spoons, the small forks mm. and the big forks can easily get mixed up. So I go small forks small spoons in the right. front big forks big spoons in the back and that way it's a one handful yeah. put it in the drawer situation i was uh, i didn't realize i didn't realize that was the way to go and she she enlightened me i grew up in a ramshackle silverware household where it just all went in uh willy-nilly and <laughs> that's what uh, i, I would have do. fully changed my tune on that uh, uh much more efficiency on the back end if you sort it out in the first place yeah Well, man, talk to me just a little bit about, uh, you know, the bananas and, and just the incredible ride you guys have been on. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's amazing as I think back to when we first met, when you uh -huh. guys had just come to town and I was at USCB, we were going to host the NAIA opening round and we, we came to you guys and you were so amazing to work with. And uh, I think it was great for you because it was like a a dress rehearsal and you yeah. got to find all the ghosts of Grayson stadium <laughs> that you needed to, to coax into cooperating with you. And, um, and, and then, you know, I knew then that you guys were going to do something special, but yeah. I don't think anyone could have even imagined, including you guys, the, the magnitude of how much this would blow up and, and how, you know, how much potential there still is. that hasn't even mm -hmm. been reached. I mean, it's crazy to think that we're going into year six, you know, our sixth season, um, you know, coming off our fifth one. I mean, e even though it was pandemic shortened and, and changed and all that, like it was still a season. You know, we still had things going on. But to think that this is, you know, year six is so crazy. Um, and, and what we're grappling with right now is this fear of are we continuing to stay relevant? You know, how do we still provide new and fun and unique experiences for fans who have been with us since day one? You know, those those original supporters who bought those first seats and came out to those first couple games, like how do we still make it new and fresh and fun for them? And that's a challenge. Um, but it's also like kind of inspiring for our team. Like, you know, we're not just settling with, all right, whatever we whatever we did last year, we're just gonna do it again and roll it back out there uh, because we feel like number one, the fans will get bored. You know, our people, our team, our employees, like, they're going to get bored. We, you know, our vendors will get bored community. Like it'll just become a boring thing. Um, and so that's kind of where we're going now is like, all right, where are we going the next five years? You know, how do we bring this brand to more people? Because um, what, what we realize is like, we are something 
to a lot of different people. And, you know, we, especially what we saw this past year, like people want, people are searching for joy and happiness and belonging and community. Like they need that and they need that fun. And when we were looking back at the pandemic, we realized, you know, we can't create vaccines. We can't create masks, masks. Like we're not public health officials. Like we can't, like, that's not who we are, but can we provide fun? Can we provide enjoyment for people at a time when like, man, there's so much sadness and, and, and fear going on? Like, can we be that? Can we be that happiness for them? And we realize like that's who we are to our fans. And that's what we want to keep providing. That's who we want to keep, you know, pushing for um, is, is providing those experiences. So those these next five years is how do we continue to bring this brand to more people through content and different shows and going over to new cities and new merchandise and like how do we make this thing 365 days out of the year because you, you know in sports traditionally it's like you have a season and you have an off season right and what ha what happens in the off season death you know like <laughs> nobody cares yeah. like the brand dies nobody cares about the team and then you have to ramp it back up for the season and yeah, you um, guys don't we, have free agency and hot stove and yeah. that kind of stuff to talk about. So you, you've got to find other ways to keep yourself out there. Right. So we don't want there to be the off season. Not, not that we want to you know, be working 365 days out of the year, but we want the brand to be working 365 days out of the year. And um, that's kind of where we're, we're pushing this thing to. Yeah, man, you, you guys have absolutely inspired me tremendously in, in doing my own thing and building yeah. my thing. Um, I just love the way, uh, I mean, obviously you guys are marketing geniuses and, and, uh, I definitely take some cues from you, but, um, but more than anything, I, I just love what you guys are doing as far as the, the, you know, community focus. And, yeah. um, and one thing that I always try to strive for in any initiative that I take on is, is make sure everybody wins, you know, yeah. um, if everybody wins, who says no. And, and I think you guys have done a tremendous job of doing that. You know, everybody who's a stakeholder is, is right. getting just great value out of it and a right. positive experience. And so, uh, you know, where do you go wrong? If you're providing yeah. a positive experience at every step of the way, um, there's nowhere for, for people to get turned off. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I just can't uh, every day or every, every year I'm like, you know, I can't wait to see what the bananas do next. And, and now you got the premier team, yes. uh, which is wild. You're going to give opportunities <laughs> to a bunch of guys who in a normal, normal year might've gotten drafted or signed to, to minor league deals. And, um, now because of, of the circumstances, you know, those guys are, are going to lose opportunities, but, uh, tell people about what you're doing there and, and what has happened with the organic, uh, you know, response to that. Yeah. So last summer, there was no minor league baseball, you know, 160 teams, nobody played. Uh, there was a handful of independent teams that played, uh, obviously major league baseball played, but you know, 160 teams times, you know, 300 players. I mean, there's, you know, 4,500, 5,000 players in minor league baseball that didn't get to play last summer. And so we hosted this uh, kind of uh, nine game series with Macon where we didn't use our college players that we normally use. And we started reaching out to all the players who weren't playing. And we got a great response from people who said, yeah, we're like, we're dying for a place to play. Yeah. Like we just need somewhere to go. It's like you the know, field of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking and out of the cornfield. <laughs> basically these guys came from all over. And so we realized in that, in, in that moment, like, all right, there's some interest 
on us being able to host things outside of traditional seasons. And so as we started thinking about this new vision of, of, of you know, no off season, we wanted to create this spring series where we would play a couple games in Savannah and then take our show on the road. So we're going to Mobile, Alabama yeah. uh, for, for our one city world tour. Uh, and so we're, we're taking this on the road. So then this summer, this season, they're, you know, Major League Baseball cut 40 of the minor league teams. So that eliminates, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of positions of, of minor league baseball players. And then they drop the draft numbers. So the, the number of, of draftable players, you know, based on the number of rounds, that's going to decrease. So all that to be said, there's hundreds, if not thousands of baseball players who are just out of college or are just out of minor league baseball that are still looking for that one chance, that one shot to, to keep that dream alive. And so that's kind of what the premier team turned into of, all right, let's host tryouts. Let's bring as many guys in here as possible. Let's host a casting call and see what characters, but also baseball players we can put <laughs> together. And um, have you, have you ever seen the documentary battered bastards of baseball on Netflix? I have, I have started it, but not completed it. Okay. It's on my list to finish. Yeah, so that was the that was the idea from from that show where they have this like casting. barnstormers, right? Yeah, we want <laughs> and, you know three hundred players show up to Portland, Oregon to you know have that one more dream, and um, that's kind of where we see this thing is is you know creating these this entertainment baseball experience where we give these guys an opportunity for one more shot, but it's not just for them; it's for the fans, it's for the people. You know, it, it's to build their profile as as as, as baseball players. Um, and you know, we want to we always want to break down that wall where it's like, yeah, you're a player, but like you're with the fans. You know, you're 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 engaging with them, you're talking to them, you're you're with them. The fans get to make decisions, um, and and that's where it's a, a different experience for a for a baseball player. Yeah, I mean, the, the games are so much fun. It, folks who aren't near Savannah and, and don't have an idea, um, if you ever get in the neighborhood and it's baseball season, good luck getting a ticket. But if you yeah. can, you got to get there because it's an unreal experience unlike anything that, that you have seen in a baseball stadium for sure. This may be dishwasher dependent to some degree, but like, do you start top shelf or bottom shelf when you're mm. loading? And is that the same when you're unloading? Um, I, I try to load the bottom fully first, and then I finish with the little tiny items on top. Um, you know, the little bowls, little glass bowls or, um, you know, awkward, awkward things that can just flat, you know, go up on the flat. Um, when I, when I unload, I will do, I actually work from left to right in the cabinets. Okay, so like, okay. like right above our cabinet, like right above our dishwasher, that's where the big plates and the small plates and the bowls go. So I start with that cabinet, right. yep. loading that one first, picking all the items up. And then I move to the coffee mugs, uh, any sort of other glasses, left to right on the, on the cabinets, picking the items out for the unloading. Yeah. Oh, no, that's that's good. That's good. Good efficiency built in there. Uh, may have a little inefficiency having to go top shelf, bottom yep. shelf, top shelf, yep. bottom shelf. That's yep. always a hassle. But um, yeah, so I go, um, mine's kind of dependent on, I kind of assess what I have first. Mm -hmm. uh, do I look like I have too much top shelf or too much bottom shelf? <laughs> um, then I fill that one first. 
and, and try to prioritize the things that can only go there. So for example, coffee mugs or like yeah. the big uh, hydro flask things, like yep. prefer them on the top shelf, but they can go on the bottom. Yep. Yep. So like they kind of sit to the side and, and wait and see where they're needed. They're the utility players. Mm -hmm. but, um, but then on the other hand, if I've got a ton of plates, like you got to prioritize making sure you get all those in there. So that would go first in that case. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a struggle for sure. You got to, you got to make the most of your opportunities there, but um, I will, I will say there's nothing more humbling than cleaning out the, uh, the drain of your yeah. dishwasher, removing the freaking you know, the little sifter in the bottom and getting all the, <laughs> there's nothing more humbling. That, that's a, yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe cleaning like the shower drain that, that yeah. when you get to pull a big wad of hair out of there yeah. and it's like, <laughs> coated in in conditioner and snot and everything else that's always yeah. fun but yeah uh, being a homeowner period is humbling like yes. you learn about some stuff that that you, you didn't know about <laughs> yeah. uh, for sure you're like and you learn about a lot of things that you thought you knew how to do that you have no idea how to do and you're gonna have to pay somebody but, yes uh, we don't have to pay anybody to do the dishes so unfortunately no. unfortunately we don't get to pay anybody to do the dishes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Haven't, five goals haven't reached that one yet <laughs> do you ever pull dirty dishes out like let's say you're about to cook dinner tonight and you realize oh crap we've only got one plate left will you go back in the dishwasher yeah. yank one out clean it and that be ready okay 100%. okay i'm yeah. there too yeah yeah especially if it's like the the optimal pan or skillet or something like that yeah like, I yeah. mean, why make a second one that's not going to fit in the dishwasher, <laughs> you know, right. like wash this one and then put it back in the dishwasher uh, yeah. because you're going to end up having to wash one anyway. So yeah, uh, you just got to, you got to think on your feet there, but um, you, you got to wash what you need. I mean, that's the yeah. main thing. And, yeah. and it's not that big of a deal to hand wash one thing. Right. It's when you uh, you're at the family party and, and you 14 plates and yeah. 14 salad bowls <laughs> yeah. and 14 sets of silverware and 14 pieces of glassware come over that you're like, yep. I should not have married into this family. Yep. I'm out on that one. <laughs> well, speaking of that, uh, you know, big family, big family get together, uh, yes. you know, we're eating, we're drinking, we're having a good time. And then it breaks up and somebody's got to go do the dishes. Are, are you part of that team or are you uh, slinking away? Yeah, I, so if we're hosting, then yes, I like to kind of get things going. Like I, the, the chaos of everything just be being laid out yeah. on the counter dirty is like, what is happening? <laughs> um, so I like kind of getting things going, at least like scraping the stuff off the plate or something into the trash can um, and getting things organized. If we're at my parents' house, I feel so awkward because I'm like, what if I mess up their system? You know, what if I put the plate in the wrong, you know, what if I use tongue and groove strategy, but they don't use tongue and groove strategy, you know, like I feel so awkward, but then I also feel almost lazy because right. then it's like, oh, you just lay the plate, you know, in the sink, like some sort of, you know, barbarian walking in here. Um, so yeah, at my own house, it's like, let's get it going. If I'm at someone else's place, it's like, oh, do I really make this? I'm so scared of opening their dishwasher. Yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking. Um, the only place I really jump in is uh, is with the in-laws. Like mm -hmm. uh, my father-in-law is an amazing cook, so he makes incredible meals and there's the kitchen is just a nightmare afterwards. <laughs> um, but you feel like so grateful for the meal you just ate. You're like, yep. I got to go wash these dishes. <laughs> um, so so my brother-in-law and I are always um, uh, always on it. We're, we're married to twins. So mm -hmm. um, he's from Manchester, England, and he's usually the, the head dishwasher. 
and um, <laughs> I am happy to be, uh, you know, a contributor. Yep. I'll dry, I'll rinse, uh, I'll put away, I'll do whatever I need to do. But I do not want to be the foreman like you. Right. you know, if I'm outside of my kitchen, I don't want to be in charge. Right. Uh, that, that's too much pressure for me. Um, well, has uh, has the pandemic uh, affected your, your dishwashing habits? Are you having to do a lot more now? You guys being at home? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we just, I mean, we, we will get food out every once in a while, but like, you know, we're not, we're not, well, even, even in the beginning, we didn't dine out a ton. You know, I, we right. enjoy eating at home. We, we enjoy cooking at home. I enjoy taking my lunch, you know, for, for, for work. Um, I enjoy cooking breakfast in the mornings. Um, so yes, we've got, we've got now a one and a half or two year, almost two year old. And we're like cooking all the time and three meals a day basically i feel like we are constantly loading our dishwasher and it's like there's only three people that live here what are we doing but it's just like that's the nature of kind of where, where we're at right now it's just you're we eat at home it, it does not get better especially if you intend to have more children um, right because i've got 10 and 7 and i swear they are powering through dishes every time i look and it's it's just i can't keep up i cannot yeah. keep up so um, but it is is definitely like quiet reflection time for me. Um, but the time of day I do it kind of varies. It just kind of depends on when I need it. So yeah. it can be like a brain break for me at times. But is there a time that like, are you a get up in the morning and knock them out guy? Or you can make sure you get them done before you go to bed or what? Yeah, doing? I got to do it before the bed because I feel I feel like, you know, it will turn into a science experiment if I leave it overnight and that is like a, a, that's a, that's a bad feeling waking up and being like, what is that funk? What is that <laughs> funk? I, I smell it. Um, like, Oh, you cooked sausage this morning, you know, and you just left the grease out like a, <laughs> like a maniac all afternoon just seeping into the air. Um, so yeah, I got, I got to clean it every night. What I, what I don't clean and this could be controversial as well. My coffee mug, that I take to the office. I just rinse it when I get home. I just pour it out, maybe do a little hand inside to wipe the uh, little little residue off, but I just keep that thing going. Maybe wash it once a week, maybe not even once a week. I don't you know if you and feel I this. Are, you and I are in the same boat on this. Uh, okay. My wife thinks I'm insane. She's same. Like, dirty. I'm like, no, it has only had black coffee in it. <laughs> yeah, nothing, it's fine. Nothing that will grow any kind of bacteria has been in it. I drink it until it's gone and then yep. I rinse it out. There's rinse. nothing wrong with this. I will wipe off the, the mouth so yep. that it's clean, <laughs> yeah. but I do not need to wash the inside of a stainless steel mug that has not every day. Yeah, no, not a no. So I, I pop it in if I've got room and it's mm -hmm. and it's uh and I'm not drinking out of it, then I'll pop right. it in there. But uh, no, otherwise I let that one ride for a long yeah. time. <laughs> and um and I mostly drink uh like sparkling water, just plain sparkling water okay. when I'm not drinking coffee. So I'll let my like stainless steel Arctic cup ride for a while too. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. My so, my yeah, water bottle. You. My water bottle. I can't tell you the last time I watched it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like I yeah. might throw the, I might throw the little lid in there. Like yeah. you said, if there's, if there's right. a little room just to get the lid going, if not, I'll just take a little towel and yeah. wipe the rim off and good to go. Keep go. this thing going. Yeah. We are, we are such heathens, man. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the same page on all of this. Um, 
Well, I'm sure your schedule changes a little bit. The the dynamic of the dishes changes when the bananas start playing because yes. uh, then you're at the ballpark all the time, living there. Um, yeah. Probably don't have to worry too much about the dishes at all. Uh, but when you do, it's a major pain in your butt because you're you're in the middle, you're in the thick of it. So, you know, what's that dynamic like? Yeah, that that's where Kelsey comes in big time. Just mm-hmm. like understanding that like true season of we are grinding, you know, 16 hours a day or whatever it is um, during the summer for those game days. And uh, the all other other point of that is we rarely eat at home during the summer. We're eating, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs and whatever well, we else eat we can find. Hamburgers, hot dogs, and chicken <laughs> yeah. sandwiches, baby. Yeah. So yeah, the summer is she she pitches in a lot, um, especially on like preparation especially on like making sure we have lunches to take to the stadium and things like that um but yeah she she pitches in a ton because on those on those off days it's nice to rest um but we know that when i'm when i'm at home like i still have to you know do my part and i think that that's a big piece that that we all you know have to realize is like you know you can't just shove all your responsibility off on the other person and expect them to pick it up um right. but but she definitely she definitely picks up a, a lot more of the slack during the summertime which is um it's it's helpful for sure because we're, we're we're grinding pretty hard we kind of touched on it earlier but uh but what does dishwasher safe mean to you or not dishwasher <laughs> safe as the case may be I didn't realize how important that was in your buying decisions. <laughs> um, so like, you've probably gotten this, you've probably gotten like a, a promotional mug or promotional, you know, tumbler or whatever. And you take it home and you look in the bottom and it <laughs> says, you know, hand wash only. And you're like, throw it out. Yep. What, what guard? And then you feel bad. You're like, crap, I just threw this out and it's going to go sit in a wasteland for the next uh, 900 years. Um, yeah. You get those. and You're like, Ugh. I think the more important point there is if you are in the business of, of buying and, and uh, distributing promotional items, don't buy stuff that we're going to throw in the garbage because we can't put it in the dishwasher. Literally, <laughs> we're, we're filling landfills with promotional products Make because sure they can't, dishwasher can't safe. Uh, dishwasher safe in my house means it doesn't live here. Like we're not going to use that. Yeah, <laughs> not, pretty, if it's not dishwasher safe, we're not going to use that. Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. Much. We'll put it in there, and if it doesn't go well, we'll throw it away. We'll we'll yeah. we'll, we'll roll the dice uh, for yeah. sure. When you go to, to, to Mobile, are you playing at, at Hank Aaron Stadium? Yeah, we're playing at Hank yeah. Aaron Stadium. It's really cool. So we visited there um, in October. So the AA team was there. Uh, they they were there for 20 years. Right. And they they left. So they left and they left after the 2019 season. Um, th- that was not pandemic related. That was like right. they, they actually the 2019 was their last year, no matter what. Um, so they left. But the people who kind of were still a part of that team actually still operate the stadium. So they do concerts and light and shows there's a, and there's they've moved his childhood home right there on site right they have a museum right on site yeah that's what we got to see so his his mobile childhood home uh was picked up 
and then dropped on site there. And then they partnered with the baseball hall of fame to bring in jerseys and artifacts and Negro league stuff and bats. And I mean, and you can sit there and touch and feel, you know, this, this little one room home basically uh, that, that he grew up in there as a, you know, as a, as a, as a kid. And then, you know, he, he took off when he was 17, 18, I think. And, and went to, went to play professional baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what a cool, what a cool place for you to do your, your one city world too, or that's, that's going to be a fantastic experience. And um, I know you auctioned off a a golden ticket the other day. (laughs) And uh, I mean, you guys are just full of ideas and, and um, I can't wait to see what's coming next always, but is there anything you can, you can tease for us? Any, anything new wrinkles coming that, that are exciting? Yeah, I mean, you know, right right now with with part of this five year vision that we have, it's how do we continue to work on Grayson Stadium to to make it a destination where you know we continue to honor the history of this place, but then we also continue to to make it where it's it's accessible in the twenty first century. And um, you know, how do we make this a place where even if you didn't get to come to a baseball game, you still got to have fun here and experience something, you know, whether it's a, a small restaurant or a brewery or, you know, a zip line or an Airbnb at the ballpark, or, you know, you got to go out to the kids zone and the kids zones open, you know, not during games, like it's, it's open all the time, you know, where, where kids can go out there and just play in the playground and, and, and let loose. Um, we want Grayson stadium to continue to be a destination for people. Um, year round. And I think that's going to be really exciting, especially in Savannah, especially where we're at in town, where, um, you know, we're so centrally located to, to this place. And we're so, you know, a lot of our fans are so local and, you know, within an hour's radius of, of our, of our stadium. But then there's also so many people coming to town who have heard about the team for the first time and want to come see this old ballpark that, you know, has sat on this ground for almost a hundred years. And, and that's really exciting. So um, in, in the, in the next few years, that's where it's going to keep going is how do we keep making this place exciting for fans and how do we make it a place where the fans kind of get to decide what the future of it looks like and, and that'll be really fun too well you're well on your way i mean i've, I've had some great memories in that ballpark from you know seeing the sand nats games to yep. uh you know hosting the naia opening round there when you guys were so gracious yep. to, to bring us in and then um you know the bananas games we've been to have been phenomenal and my son's been to the camps a few times yep. and and made great memories too. So, um, you know, it, it was really sad to see the Sand Nats go, but uh, it definitely has has been Savannah's game because uh, the Bananas are are doing something special that uh, nobody else is doing, and, and hopefully that's not for too long. Hopefully, you have some copycats popping up soon. And and I hope so too, because then that challenges us. Yeah. To to keep moving. Absolutely. You know, and and um, I I hope so too because that that'll that'll keep pushing us to what's next what's new how do we make it better for the fans how do we make it better for the people how do we make it better for the community um yeah like bring it on because that's going to keep us moving and take chances man i mean yeah even if it's coming on a, a startup podcast about doing the dishes right <laughs> and we'll say hey this is where it all started yeah man dishes how we do it uh it all started with a pun uh, well, thanks so thanks so much for for yeah, humoring me and being a part of it man and uh keep doing what you're doing you guys are phenomenal such an asset to this area and thanks. uh and to the sport of baseball frankly and and uh to the human race thanks, thanks thanks for being you man my pleasure my pleasure glad to do it all right that's cool cool
Hey, me again. That was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it was everything I dreamed it would be when I imagined this thing. And Jared was the perfect test subject to get it rolling. He knew exactly what I was going for. He was willing to uh, to get down and dirty talking about the dishes and uh, as well as share his story and everything that the ban bananas are doing uh, to really revolutionize baseball and put the fans first, just like their name says, Fans First Entertainment. Uh, check those guys out for sure. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll hear every episode. We got a great one coming up next week. Adrian Kotz, who you might know as Ms. One Fresh Pillow. Uh, over on Twitter. She's Twitter famous these days after donating her stock of pillows to the National Guardsmen up in D.C. protecting the Capitol. And uh, we dished quite a bit, not just about the dishes, but about the political climate in the United States and how the pillow wars have become uh, an unusual battleground, one we didn't expect. Uh, but Adrian is on the side of good in that battle for sure, making great pillows and making great statements on social media. You're going to want to hear her uh, dishing on how she does the dishes next week on Dishes How We Do It. Thanks for being a part of this one. Until next time, get those dishes done.